mission, you got to listen We pole politicking, it's so dope when it kick in That you can get in, where you fit in We straight pole politicking, the whole squad on the mission You got to listen, you know what this is When we pole politicking, my money long like division I proposition to put a fist in, we straight pole politicking Hey yo, I rise like the sun in the east, running the streets Same people that was coming in peace, some in the beast On the microphone, it's never a long and hard task For God, I'm gonna smash they blow your podcast introduction to journalism 101 with federal pole politicking about where I'm from and what I do what's up it gotta be good interviewing everybody you know they probably could take all the blood sweat and tears working all them years putting in 10,000 hours it empowers careers from the baby and Megan the stallion and yo Gotti high as a kite jet life currency in the party with MC Light Jay Prince said I rap a lot Super Saiyan Black Kakarot with a Macintosh laptop in my Apple Watch, smoking fraggle rocks, four eyes, got more lines and hooks than a tackle box. What? The whole squad on the mission, you got to listen. We pole politicking, it's so dope when you kick in. You can get in where you fit in. We straight pole politicking. The whole squad on the mission, you got to listen. You know what this is when we pole politicking. My money long like division. I proposition to put a fist in. We straight pole politicking. Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. We on YouTube right now. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. One, two, one, two. I'm in the place to be with King Issa Ali. How you doing, bro? Oh, man, I smile way too much to complain, man. And I appreciate being on the platform as big as yours, man. You know, um, I, I didn't heard you. I, I've been listening to you, man. Been checking you out, man. And for me to finally be on your platform is definitely an honor and a pleasure, man. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt, man. I like. I always kind of um try to keep some ism on my show, man. Like you know, it's mostly hip hop. I had, like I said, we had uh, Voyager Dre on here before. Um, original white folks. Um, Golden Del Nari. I know you know him. So we we that, that's my brother. Shout out to be. Shout out to Game Organized and Legal, man. Yeah, we be we be keeping some ism on here, man. So uh, I'm glad to have you on. Very, very glad to be on, man. All right, so uh, just let the people know a little bit about you. Let know well, background. All right, well, my name is Kiki Ali. I hail from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I live. <laughs> I currently live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and um, I've had a whole. I had a a hell of a past, man. Um, I've done everything. I've done all, all types of different work, worked all different types of jobs, but uh, I've been everything from a bouncer to fucking, I've been a repo man and everything else in between. But, but what I'm really known for is um, my parties and my events that I was throwing in the Milwaukee area. Um, me and my former business partner, we had a product that, that we were selling and then, and, and, behind, and based around those products, we had um, different events and, um, all different types of things like that. So I've done things as far as like fashion shows. I've done exotic parties, uh, uh, award shows. And um, how I ended up getting into the adult industry and the adult scene is I've already, I've always had game about myself. You know what I'm saying? I've always, 
you know, been interested in the dynamics of male-female relationships, but in particular, how um, pimps and, and hoes interact with each other. I've always found that to be very fascinating. And just a little FYI, I've never been officially in the game. You know what I'm saying? So I'll, I'll give you my story and my background behind that. But um, me studying and, and just learning about the game, and, and one of the things that got me real interested is Michael Michael Roy, Too Real for TV. Rest oh, yeah. That's the his, yeah, his DVDs. And I actually got to meet. I actually got to meet and work with him um, before he died. But um, it's funny you say that because I was going to ask you because um, I got all, I got all the all the cross country ones, but the one I used to have, I lost it, was the um, Pimp and Kid and Pimp C one. And I remember they was in the Yeah, yeah. I was That's there. I was it's funny because I was there for that. I, uh, okay. oh, no, no, not. No, not the Pimp C one. It was Pimp and Ken and Pinky. Whenever it, they when they shot their players ball in Milwaukee, I was actually a part of that. And I have a very, very, very small cameo in Cross Country Part Four. You know what I'm saying? Very small, nothing too crazy. But I do have a cameo in there when I was yeah, doing I just, um, uh, promotion work with Maroy. Yeah, I actually just went back in because I was looking for him because I said I used to have all of them and I lost them, so I was looking for him. So I I had bought all of them like one through five from his um from his widow. You remember he had his right. she said she actually shout out to Anna Anna me and her work me and her are working closely right now. Yeah, shout out to her. She's keeping it. I, I was like, man, that's I mean, I respect that shit, man. Cause we talking about females, man. That's actually kind of <laughs> I commend shit like that. Like he did, yeah. you know, he passed, but you still keeping his brand alive and promoting him. You don't gotta be doing that. Exactly. It's a funny story too, because um one of the, because I have a podcast, shout out to, the, it's called the Professional Playboy Podcast. Check it out on Spotify. But um, I actually interviewed Anna on my platform. Okay. And we were talking and I was just thinking like, why hasn't anybody taken over, you know, for Too Real for TV? Kind of like, you know, Anna's kind of doing a little bit of stuff here and there, but no one stepped up to, to actually, uh, uh, you know, do some films or do some interviews or anything of the nature. So I'm just like, you know what? Let me reach out to Anna and have her on my podcast. She, um, she re uh, reached out. She accepted. And now we're going to be working on the new uh, Cross Country Pimpin' 6 and the Life and Times of Michael Maroy. So we're actually working on a documentary film for him, too. So hey. y'all make sure to be on the lookout for that. I was like, you didn't, you didn't, hear, you didn't hear what they were saying on the, on the Cross Country Pimpin' DVDs? What, what, what was that? Shit, they was out. A lot of them, a lot of them were saying... If you ain't Maroy, don't come around. So a lot of them was putting that out there. They was like, look, this is just for Maroy. Everybody else. So that's like, you know, they ain't gonna let everybody get into that shit and really cover that. Like, you know, he they let that's him true. in. They let him in. So, you know. Well, here's the thing. You got people like Softwide Underbelly doing it. Oh, yeah. You got people, you know what I'm saying? You 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 got other platforms that's sitting up there letting them in. But here's my question, though. And, and I've had a conversation with even Golden Delanori about this. And this is no knock to anybody, but this is just a question. For all those that love Maroy while he was here, how come no one, none, none of those dudes that were in the film stuck up, stepped up to take his place or step up to keep Too Real for TV going? Yeah. That's just a, just a question. You know, no, you know, Whatever answer someone comes up with is what whatever their answer is, but that's just what I want to know. So I figured since I've actually met Maroy on a couple of occasions and I've worked with him and I really respect the work that he's done, and I only respect the work that he's done, I've studied his work. So I figured 
if nobody else is going to step up and, and do interviews and, 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 you know, show the game in a positive light, who else better to do it than me? Because mm. I, I, I'm coming from an objective standpoint because, again, I wasn't in the game, but I am a student and, and I definitely respect the game. I got great, great respect for the game. And I think some of the people that um, – <coughs> That Numeroy people like uh, the Godfather, for instance, you know, I did an interview with him and, and you know, somebody like him, definitely the church themselves gave me the blessing. You know what I mean? They, they told me, man, we love what you're doing. We love that you, you love that you're trying to keep it going. Move forward with it. And he actually, and I just had a conversation with him what, about like a week or two ago. And he was asking me the statuses of the film and where we're going. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm saying, how, I, was, I guess I was trying to figure out, because so you were saying, like, um, so how did you, I guess, what made you um, start studying the game and all that? Like, how did that Well, happen? the reason why I started studying the game is because I went through a very, very traumatic situation with my uh, baby mama and, our, and, and my daughter. So just to give you a quick background, um, before I was even thinking about, you know, just being a professional playboy and, and just being a student of the game, I was the husband. I was married. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to do the traditional family thing. But you know how it goes, man. You ended up you end up choosing the wrong person. And sometimes that shit could bite you in the ass. And it bit me in the ass so hard that it, it turned me completely away from dating and relationships. So what ended up happening was after the split of me and her, she ended up taking my daughter to Memphis, Tennessee from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and getting my daughter adopted. I'm not going to go into the ins and outs, but 15, 16 years later, me and my daughter finally have a relationship. Mm -hmm. So that turned me and So that really exposed me to the true nature of how women can be. And I wanted to be, and I just wanted to never get played in that type of situation again. So one day, I was in um, Barnes and Nobles, just checking shit out. And what book stood out to me? Now look, it was The Art of Macking by Tariq Nasheed. No, uh, The Mac Within by Tariq Nasheed. <coughs> and I look at it, I'm like, man, what, what is this shit, man? So I look, I get to reading, and I'm not putting this book down. You know what I'm saying? And he's kicking some real shit in this book. And then it, it turned from there to me uh getting into these podcasts or whatever you know what i'm saying just studying game and everything and then it took and it went from there to me finding out michael mcroy's dvds and then from mcroy's dvds i i really wanted to become a pimp yeah. i i actually made i was like you know what i'm gonna get into this game i fuck fuck all these having girlfriends and all this other shit i i'm i'm gonna have me some hugs yeah the name then that's the name Man, listen, but that's when Juju, Good Game, um, Kenny Red, and all these other big-time players started. Getting, that's when the Fed charges started coming in. You know what I'm saying? And that's when the term human trafficking started coming up. And I was like, you know what? 
I can't be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Because if I get into this game and I don't have a mentor, if I don't know what the fuck that I'm doing, I'm putting myself in danger. I can't sit up there and pimp just because I seen some shit on some DVDs. I really have to know how to do this shit. Yeah, that's what. Like I said, once I started, once I started seeing all that shit happen, I figured I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take the game that I have. And I'm going to apply it to whatever it is that I'm going to do. Yeah, the money may not be as fast. Yeah, it might not be as glamorous, but I'll be safe. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something that I tell everybody. Being free is a whole lot better than being pimpish to me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Having my freedom in this system, in this society, is more player than being locked up with a whole bunch of motherfucking males. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to do that. See, I like good food. I like women. I like, you know, all that type of shit. But I'm not willing to put my life in jeopardy behind that type of shit. Yeah, what's up? No, I've been to tell you too, man. I was telling you about when I went to that players ball. So uh, we like just hanging out. We over there by Sookie Slim. So all of a sudden, I, um, Kenny Red popped up. And that was like, to me, that's like... That's like me seeing Jay Z or Jordan. So I was like, Shit. I just froze up. Like, there's Kenny fucking Red. Rest Kenny <laughs> Red, man. Yeah, I remember, I remember him from American Pimp. So I was like, I just yeah. like froze up. Like, damn, this fucking Kenny Red right here. Shit. Then he ended up passing away like a month later. So that was crazy. It's funny that you say that. When I moved out to Vegas, I went out to this club called the Blue Martini out here. And Kenny Red was, was out there. You know what I'm saying? I, I threw him the deuce or whatever. But he was in VIP. He was with his people, and I didn't want to go up there and bother him or nothing. But I did have one interaction with Kenny Red. It was a distance, and it was a hey, how you doing? But you know, I, I am thankful that I did get to you know interact with the man in some way before he passed away. Yeah, and then I noticed. I noticed um, just a part of what I noticed when I went to the the players' ball. I noticed it's a culture because I noticed. It was a lot of older people, like older peas and, and the females that's in that like and they like like they I guess they just they in the game, like it's a part of their life. And like, you know, so I yeah. was I was like, damn. Like cause it was one lady, she she was by my grandma age. And I was like, I'm looking at her like, damn, okay. Ho ho. That, yeah. that one of the whole hoes, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, but low key. Oh, I believe a lot of, you know, we we talk about a lot of the older game and everything like that, but I always believe we got to apply old game with new methods. You know what I'm saying? Because I always say that, you know, the old game is definitely something to be respected, but, you know, we can't do shit the way we did it or the way they did it. Let me, let me reiterate on that. Back in the 90s even you know what i'm saying like the 90s 80s and 70s we can't do it the way they did it then but some of the same principles rules and tactics still apply now i always like to give the example of this what would happen if you took a windows 98 program and put it in one of these newer computers it's not gonna work it's not gonna work same thing with some of the older games some of that, some of it works, but even with yeah. just like anything yeah. else, things get updated. Things get, you know, they're upgraded. Should, and you know what I mean? That should be funny. Like dudes be trying to, uh, they be trying to get a girl off the Iceberg Slim book. <laughs> like that shit wrote the fucking 70s. <laughs> Great book. There is wisdom in there. 
But some of the tactics that he was talking about in there, like beating bitches with coat hangers and, yeah. and doing all that old, uh, that shit is played out. That shit is dead. Nobody's doing that shit no more. Yeah, it's cool for entertainment and um and Robert. No, Robert, that wasn't Robert Beck, but um I think that was Robert Beck, was Ice Burst now. But anyway, he was, you know what I'm saying? And, and his own admittance, he wasn't a very good pimp, uh, but he was a hell of a writer. Yeah, did I you know what I'm saying? Was, go ahead. No, nah, I was just saying too, uh, another thing too, uh, you was talking about Tariq, actually. I think I, when the first time I heard about Tariq, I was in the Marine Corps, and the first book I actually did read was The Art of Mackin. That was I, the second I had read The Mackin in too, but The Art of Mackin was the first one I had. And it kind of took me on the journey too, where it made me like, I just started studying more and reading more books. And like, get I got like all the books I can get, and all the documentaries I can get. But then my stepson got all that shit now. So I'm like, man, what he doing with all that? <laughs> man, listen, man, I'm a, I gotta be perfectly honest, man. I am a student of Tariq Nasheed. You know what I'm saying? Like he he helped me at the very least get the the groundwork of my mindset on how how to be what I am now. You know what I'm saying? Which I yeah, like yeah. to call a professional player. I started listening to Tariq like shit back in the day, like when he first probably came out with that podcast, the back lesson. Mm -hmm. I was on it then. Now I follow him ever since then. And like I will say, do you even um like you know how now he kind of like on the um Yeah, he's on he's like, on his own conscious thing now and, and that's dope. I, I respect it, but I I miss the Mac lesson days. I'm not gonna lie. I definitely miss I'm, I definitely miss the Mac lesson days. You but you know, just like with it, just like with anything else, you know, you have to grow, you have to elevate. You know, he uh, has a family now. Yeah, I be listening to um I don't listen to him a lot, a lot, but I listen to him sometimes. Rosebud. Yeah, I'm I'm in and out with Rosebud, but he's definitely one to be respected. And I read his book, The American Pimp. Great read. Yeah, then actually, I was talking about the players' ball too. Uh, Sharp was there. Okay. Yeah, I think he do, he be doing all right. Like I know he like I, I don't watch his podcast a lot, but I know he don't play with no females. They say something crazy, he gonna check them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in and out with Sharp too. But you know, Sharp is that. But one of the things I really respect about Sharp and anybody else that's in the game that's elevated is the fact that they went game organized and legal, man. Basically, meaning they went. Pippi can't say the best. They went from the ghetto streets to the executive suites. You know what I'm saying? They took what they learned and utilized in the game and applied it into a corporate setting, or at least in a in a legal setting. You know what I'm saying? And, what are you saying? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was just talking about how you was talking about Pitt McKinn. I was going to say shout him out because he actually got a couple Milwaukee, of books. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's the brother. You know what I'm saying? He got a couple of books on, on like Audible and Amazon and stuff. So he actually be. I got his know. books as well. I have yeah. an autographed copy of his book. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's cool. He actually be getting, you know, he he's actually somebody you can look at. Okay, how can I turn this into a, a brand and business and make it lucrative? Outside of just street part of it, like he actually made one like, of the things that like I got to respect about he, he he said something very very fascinating. He was like, um, "If you can't pimp anything else other than a bitch, can you really call yourself a pimp?" Right. And I had to really sit back and think about that. I'm like, huh? And he was on. A, I think he. I forgot what interview I heard this on, but he was like, uh, "You know, if you got a bunch of hoes, if you got some hoes, man." And you know these bitches is bringing in money. 
Won't you turn them whole wins into dividends? Meaning, take the take the money that you're getting from one bitch, buy a property, and name the property after the bitch. That way, the bitch, the property is going to pay you long after that bitch. And when he when he said that, my mind was just absolutely blown, and I don't understand why more people in the game ain't striving to do that. I don't say, man. I don't know if you uh, you be hearing what Andrew Tate. You heard nobody Andrew Tate. Yeah, I know about Tate. I fuck with Tay. Yeah, he was doing some wild shit, dog. Like, nigga, you know, you know, you was finna get arrested for that shit. He had that damn pimp. Well, here, bro, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing about Andrew Tate. They're holding. They they didn't held him, but they didn't have no charges on him. Yeah, but you just to me, I just think he was just talking too reckless. Like then he was like, could he started saying like, oh, so wherever he at now, where he living at now, Romania or something. He was like, yeah, yeah, Romania. Oh, you could, you can do whatever you want over there. You just gotta pay them off. You can't say that shit lies on fucking camera. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you basically Whether it's true or not. Yeah, you basically forcing them to make a move. So it's like, and then I don't know if you saw that vice shit he he did, but that shit I was like, damn, he kind of like it was all the shit he was doing. I just think you shouldn't be really showing. Here's that. the thing about well, well, well. I I take anything that Vice puts out with a grain of salt because right. Vice is known to twist up stories. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? To make it seem like something other than what it is. You know what I'm saying? They'll come in on some uh, on some sheep shit, but they'll really turn into wolves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Make it seem like, oh, we're just here getting the facts and getting the information, but they'll fuck around and they'll twist that information to make you look like the bad guy, which they done with Tate. Yeah, he already knew they was going to do that. That's the thing about it. Yeah. Because here's the thing, I kind of do this. I do the same thing. I'm an OnlyFans manager. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm thinking if they're if they can do it to him, what's that say about me and my black ass? And he's rich. You know what I'm saying? What they gonna do to my broke my, my broke ass? You know what I'm talking about? They, they ain't gonna they, they ain't gonna hesitate to throw me behind behind the prison, man. So what I say with that is, I think all. You know, men start have we have to start getting on one accord to fight against the shit that's happening because a lot of this whole modern day feminism is really, really destructful to the masculine community, in particular the black male masculine community. Mm. So what do you mean by OnlyFans manager? So basically what I do as an OnlyFans manager is I take girls and I manage uh who do OnlyFans, I manage their social media. I, uh, I manage their inboxes and, you know, I do like text and chat support. So basically, in essence, I'm doing a lot of professional catfishing. So, <laughs> so I'll be, so I pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Like, talk to any girl who does, who doesn't even have an OnlyFans. That's like halfway attractive. She gets, a, she posts one picture. She gets a bunch of DMs from a bunch of different dudes. So imagine a girl who's, who's posting a half naked, who's actually posting naked pictures on her post. You know how many inboxes that she's getting? And you know how long he's going to sit down and respond to each and every one trying to get some money up out of them? It's going to take a while. And by you doing that, she, a girl doesn't have time to focus on other things. So that's where I come into play. So right now, I'm doing chat. I'm, I'm chatting, you know what I'm saying? And setting up webcam dates and webcam appointments. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty much a liaison between the fan and the model. That's like, to me, that's like, uh, almost like virtual pimping. <laughs> call it, call it what you will, but I call it social media marketing management. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
You know, and and, and you got and Pimp C said it best: the game ain't dead; it just moves to the web. And I and and the reason why I don't say digital pimping or anything like that because yeah, just you already know the word pimp. Ha- you yeah. know, the, the word right. has, pimp has a negative connotation unless too. white folks use. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to us, we're human traffickers, and we're this and we're that. So no, I I really do legitimate business. You know what I'm saying? And and that's not to say that you know. You're having sex with all your clients and any of that. No, you're not. You're, you're really just doing some typing. You know what I'm saying? You do it's it's work just like anything else. And let me say this: with the line of work that I do, I, I gotta say that I actually feel bad for the women when it comes to these inboxes because some of you, some of you niggas are disgusting. I'm just going to come out and say that now. Some of the shit that I see and I hear from some of these dudes in these inboxes with these chicks, I kind of have a deeper respect for what they deal with. See, imagine having to, you know, text back and forth with different clients and then one of these, excuse me, eight of these clients just sending dick pics out of nowhere. It's like, oh, God damn, I don't want to see that. So can you imagine what a bitch got to go through dealing with that shit day in and day out and she's ignoring it? But the reason why I'm I'm pursuing it or actually engaging with it is because I'm trying to get more money for the for for my client. You know what I'm saying? Have her pay-per-view for as far as like photos and web chat, you know what I'm saying? Uh, One-on-one videos and just different types of content and different types of... Um, you know, ways for her to make money, be it feet pics, panty, uh, selling her panties, just finding different ways to market and um, and pretty much just blow up my content creators. Yeah, I hope I answered your question. It made sense. No, yeah, that's smart, man. That's, that's like very smart. Yeah, because you know, a lot of let's let's be honest, man. Just like the game. How you got a lot of girls that need management and that think they can do it all by themselves? Yeah, they get a little money, but they don't get no, you know, they, they get more money when they're with a team. Right. Same thing with OnlyFans. A lot of girls think that, oh, I'm I'm real cute, I'm thick, I'm just gonna post me a couple selfies, and everybody's gonna be in my inbox. And when they find out that being an OnlyFans, be, being an OnlyFans model is like being a local rapper. You know what I'm saying? The shit just don't blow up overnight. Then, then they get to understand it. So I come into play and I just say that, look, all you need to do is create the content. Just post and just make photos, do make videos and give them to me and I'll post them and I'll make sure you get all, you know what I'm saying? I'll book all your appointments and do everything on the back end. All you have to do is produce the content. But would you believe that a lot of girls don't even make that happen are too lazy to even do that. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, like it, it, my question is, how is it that it's easier than ever to sell sex, to sell pleasure? Whether You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even have... It's so easy that you don't necessarily have to get on no pole or you don't have to walk no stroll. You ain't got to leave you your house. Turn on the... Huh? You ain't got to leave your house. You ain't gotta leave your house, and you still lazy, and and getting this money, and it's easy money. I mean, it's easy to the fact that the work you do is easy. It's hard, get you know what I'm saying. The 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 time that it takes to build everything up, that's the hard part. But it's easy to do. 
But you, but a lot of these girls are still that lazy. It, it's 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 just mind boggling to me. And so, and like I said, if if I go into a tangent or to, or into a rant or if I go all off topic, please guide me back because I have the tendency to do that. I will say what you think about uh oh we was talking about OnlyFans. I know the old girl, the, the catch me outside girl, she come out like that shit was crazy. The day she turned 18, I think they said she made a million dollars off OnlyFans. That's fucking brilliant because she understood something. She understood that having a million Instagram followers means absolutely nothing. Um, but I think she make a million money. every month now. She make a million. You know what I'm saying? Day. But here's the thing. And she understood what's more valuable, a million followers or a million dollars. You dig what I'm saying? She understood that, you know, just because I got a million motherfucking fans don't necessarily mean I'm going to make a million dollars. But she understood that if, hell, even if a quarter of that number come to my OnlyFans and subscribe, I can catch a bag. And then the cold part about it is she ain't even show nothing naked. Yeah, you know, but and then the crazy part, speaking of that having a million fans, I remember they was talking about, uh, I want to say it was a Sahiti. But it was like, you know, yeah. followers on, on social media, but then her album come out and it only get like three uh three thousand plays, three thousand sales. Like, what the fuck? So so <laughs> you got, so you got millions of followers show. though. You got three million followers, <laughs> followers. So it you know, having all those followers means nothing if you don't know how to monetize right. So my job is to help you monetize the fans and the customers that you already have. You know what I'm saying? See, a lot of girls, they understand the posting, but they don't understand the marketing and, and the promotion that goes in behind that. They don't understand that, you know, Instagram, you know, the algorithm dealing with Instagram, they just know that 50, uh, 50 motherfuckers don't like this posting and 100 people commented. That's all they know. And, and then a million motherfuckers is in their DM, but they don't understand that none of that necessarily translate into money if you don't know how to utilize it. You know what I'm saying? What's the importance of the algorithm? The importance of the algorithm is to get seen. The importance of the algorithm is for for uh, Instagram, TikTok, or whatever platform you use it to push your content out to, to, to people who need or want to see it. You know what I'm saying? But here's the trick. Instagram knows that you can do it organically but Instagram's not going to get paid for it. So what they do, so what Instagram and Facebook and these different, you know, social media companies do, make you buy ads in order for for you to be seen across the mass platform. See, you know, the, these they didn't got hip to it. You know what I'm saying? And they see that you can pretty because pretty much all social media is nothing more than marketing space. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's marketing space. But the problem is, is that most people don't know how to use it outside of just bullshit and scrolling. You know what I'm saying? If they understood that this is a money-making machine in their hands, they treat it and respect it a lot differently. But Instagram knows this. So what they've done is put is, is shorten your algorithm to a point that only so many of your actual friends can see your content. You know what I'm saying? So what so what they're trying to do is push you to buy ads so it can go out to more people. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck that shit. Yeah, I, and I feel it, but I understand the importance and the power of it too. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, that's like, I don't, like, it had to be like something big I'm trying to promote, but I don't be doing that shit for every post. No, no, not for every post, but you know, you, you take one and you pretty much see one that you feel that's, that's important or that could go viral, and you put your money in behind that and kind of see and kind of gauge what your audience want, wants to see and doesn't want to see. Right. You know what I'm saying? See, I always, and, and even with, um, with us doing podcasts, there's some episodes that don't do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I thought this was a good episode. There's good information in there. It's not that it's not good. It's just that our audience didn't respond to it. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Versus posts that do do well. It was like, oh, well, I didn't really like it like that. But for whatever reason, the audience loved it. So it's just us to understand and be scientists with our content and know that um, if, if certain content does well, we need to keep making content based around what the audience likes. Then it'd be like it'd be like little shit that we don't be recognizing too. It'd be like, damn, I posted this on a holiday, everybody was off. I posted this one while everybody was sleeping. You know, you don't be thinking about yeah. that stuff too. And, and and here and and how that translates into the OnlyFans. A lot of the models don't take the time to listen and learn all that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it, I, I'm not saying they're just scatterbrained. But in a lot of cases, they're just scatterbrained. You, you know what I'm saying? They just want they they just want to take the pictures and make the money. Yeah. But they don't understand that that's what a million other bitches are doing, um, and you're not doing anything to stand out from the other from the top 0.1 percent of creators that's out there that is making money. You know what I'm saying? All the people that are in the top five percent of creators are doing something to stand out. Bitch, what are you doing to be outstanding? Oh. A lot of times they're not doing anything. And that's where I come in. I give them ideas, joggers, and things that they can do to, you know, boost their content. But the problem that I run into is that a lot of a lot of females now in this age, they want instant gratification. They don't want anything delayed. You know what I'm saying? We live in this microwave-ass society. Everything is instant. Everything from our food, our information, and everything else. See, we forgot that we we forgot the natural order of life and the natural order of things, which is plant cultivated and harvest. Bitches want to plant some shit and want to harvest it the next day and don't want to do no cultivation, mm. even when it comes to something as simple as their OnlyFans. They want to go ahead and, like I said, they want to do the work today and get the results tomorrow, and it just doesn't work like that. And a lot of bitches end up giving up because they don't want to do the cultivating. Yeah, I would say I don't know if you uh watch wrestling, but it's a girl named I used to back in the, I used to back in the day. Yeah, it's like a new girl though. It's a it's a white girl. Her name was Mandy Rose, and she had the NXT belt, but she didn't have an only <laughs> fan. She had that shit called fan base. Okay, I've heard of fan base. Yeah, so she she was on there and she had the belt at the same time, and I guess she just started posting more provocative pictures, and WWE ended up releasing her. But right when she got released that next month, she got released. She made a million dollars off that shit. So that's like more than she's been off the wrestling already. So she like, fuck that wrestling. She just going hard on the You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, just because of WWE didn't take her, TNA is still around. Um, You know what I'm saying? Uh, What is it? NXT? Yeah. That's the one Uh, she got fired from. But you talking about AEW. Okay. AEW. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, 
Like I, I, I like I said, I haven't kept up with you know wrestling pretty much since the Attitude Era. Because okay. I got to be honest, after the Attitude Era, it fell off for a little bit. Then from what I see, it's kind of picking back up now. Like it's all right right I, now. I'll catch a couple matches and shit like that. I'm like oh shit, this shit kind of crazy. Yeah, they got a little. You know what I'm saying? They got a little new, uh, like these young cats coming in hard. These niggas coming in like it's like a new, you know, just like sports. You know how like the new class come in and just hella faster and hella stronger. Because <laughs> even basketball, you watching basketball? I don't. I, don't, I'm, I'm, I gotta be honest, man. I'm not a huge sports person. Okay. Would you be on? Well, honestly, um. I'm, I'm a big podcast listener, man. I like podcasts. I like chess. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very intellectual, man. I, I'm, I'm definitely a nerd. So, like, put it like this. It's, it's the end of, like, the Super Bowl's going to be on today, man. And the only reason why I'm watching it, where I'm going to be around it, is because it's the Super Bowl. I want to see Rihanna. If it had been any other thing, man, I'd have been like, man, turn on a documentary. Or, you know what I'm saying? Turn on something else. I, I like that. I'm, I'm in love with learning, and uh, I'm also big, big into fitness. Like I really like working out, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like actual sports and watching, never really been my thing. What uh, what uh, podcast you be listening to? Shout out to Max City. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Max City. I fuck with uh, who else have I been on? Uh, real tough lately. I listen to. I like Fresh and Fit. They they're pretty cool. You know, there are some things I dislike about them. It is what it is. Um, shout out to We Need to Talk. Uh, Doc, Dr. Obi, I think his name is Dr. Allen. Dr. Allen. Uh, we Need to Talk. I fuck with your podcast, the Pro Politics Podcast. You have great uh, interviews on there. Yeah. I fuck with. Uh, Mia of Simeon Ali. <laughs> He's a good podcaster. And um there's a lot of other a lot of other cats that I'll be messing with. Oh, shout out to Pentagon, which your mama should have told you. I fuck with his shadow real too. Well, there's a lot of them now. Shit. When I had I started like 08, it wasn't that many. Now it's like shit. Look at hell of a podcast now. Yeah, yeah. It don't don't don't. Yeah, I think one, um, I'll be listening to Tariq sometimes. Shit, about sometimes I listen to, um, nah, that's about it. Shit, I don't be listening to me people. Shit, I'm like, the how the rappers be talking about it. Be like, I can't listen to nobody else shit because I don't want to bite them. That's what I be saying. <laughs> and you know, I, I've never understood that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now, and I, I understand, I, 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 I get it because you know. It's a create. It's a creative thing, you know. You kind of want to come from your place yeah. on, you know what I'm saying, your creativity and bring it to the world. But my thing is, I get inspired by everything else. You know what I'm saying? I'm not afraid to take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a little bit of this and make it into my own. Oh, key man. key phrase: make it into my own. You know what I'm saying? My See, bad, so, man. I forgot. I forgot to say this, dude. The main one I be listening to right now. I ain't gonna lie. I be listening to academics. I like, DJ, I, I, like I, cool. man. I like what he be doing. Like I just, I just like just not on the other shit. I'm gonna say as far as just how much work he be doing and how much he be covering. I be like, God damn, he be working. Cause I thought I used to be working. 
I'm looking at this nigga, I'm like, this nigga fucking sleep for like five, six hours a day. I'm like, God damn. I'm just like, this yeah. little dude be working, but I mean, some of that shit he be saying be wild, but just the work ethic. You, know, it, you know, it's probably for shock value and shit like that, yeah. but nonetheless, you know, he, he's got a successful platform. And I hope, and you know, I'm looking to be just as successful, if not more than something like, than uh, academics and, and, you know, the rest of the great ones out there. But again, I had to kind of find my lane with it. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, damn, I want to do a podcast, but because Tariq Nasheed was one of the first podcasts I was listening to, the Mac Lessons Radio Show. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't take some things from his platform and how he does things and incorporate it into mine because mm. I'm a student of it. You dig know what I'm saying? But it's not the it's not the exact same platform, and I'm not doing and I'm not covering the same topics. You know what I'm saying? Like my podcast is more game related and game oriented, and it's to show people the lifestyle, good, bad, right, and wrong in all its entirety. And you know what I'm saying in the forefront. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna ask you too. Um... You never listen to uh, Boss Mac? Boss Mac Top Soil. I'm glad you said him. Shout that's out to the right Boss there. Mac. Bro. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's the homie. He's been doing it. Shout yeah. out to the Boss I was supposed to, it's funny, because I was supposed to interview him, but yeah. for whatever reason, the interview fell through. We didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't respond back for whatever reason, but I still want Boss, Boss Mac on my platform. That, that dude is, is a museum of game as well. Yeah, I used to um I used to listen to him. Um I used to I interviewed him one time, but I used to listen to him a lot. Like it was like him, Tariq. Now I don't know if you miss, if you ever heard a dude named Mr. No Good in payroll. I remember Mr. No Good. Oh Mr. yeah. Good. Wow. I definitely remember Mr. No Good. <laughs> yeah, don't know. Oh, Mr. No Good. Listen, Mr. No Good was a, a gem. Like if you knew, you knew. You know what I'm saying? Not too many people was on that no good, but he had some shit. No, he did a couple. He came back and he did a couple uh, episodes on YouTube. Yeah, he was on YouTube for a little minute, then he kind of disappeared again. Yeah, I hit him up and asked him what's up, but he hit me back, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I hope all is well with him, man. Shout out to Mr. No Good. And he was funny as hell, too. Yeah, then that's what I'm saying. So then I started because when I started listening to him, him and um Payroll the Pimp was beefing. Cause you know, I remember Payroll the Pimp for Mr. for American Pimp. And they was yeah. beefing be funny as hell. I think the funniest internet beef was Tariq and, and um Payroll. That shit was classic. Which one you said again? Tariq Nasheed and Payroll the Pimp. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was classic. That was classic podcast material right there. That was one for the ages. I still go back and listen to both day rows. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit was hilarious to me. Anytime yeah. I want to be on some niggotry, I, I definitely go go listen to that. But I think one of my favorite podcasts has to be the Max City Limits podcast, hands down. Like shout out to the Fat Mac Boss Soil and Tony Maceo. Like. The, them two, man, I don't know if you've ever heard any Max City Limits podcast, but it gives you a whole nother perspective on how this dating and relationship should work. Max City Limits. Max City Limits. You can find it on, like, a lot of the episodes are on Patreon now, so you go to Patreon, but it's the Max, it's a Max City radio show on, um, 
on uh, YouTube. Now he's uh, the philosopher king. But yeah, Mag City and the whole power trick philosophy. Oh man, <laughs> listen, it, it is it is some, it is some cold golden game. Do you like? Um, were you a fan of Kevin Samuels? I am. And you know what? I wasn't a fan of. I wasn't a fan of all the black women that laughed at him when he died. Because at the end of the day, he may had a way of a different way of showing it, but he had a lot of love and respect, and, and you know what I'm saying for black people in the black community. And all he wanted to do was see black love be great again. And and when he died. The women laughed at him. If not, no, 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 no. They celebrated. You, you know what I'm saying? And that just, that goes to show me how lost in the community we are. So I actually got a question for you. So with Kevin, with the uh, the rise of people like Kevin Samuels, Fresh and Fit, and all that, what do you make of the gender war between men and women nowadays? Mm-hmm. What do I make of it? I just, I think it's created by the media. So, I don't, you know, we got to just look past it. It's created by the media. Like, the media is the one creating the gender war. That's how I look at it. I don't think the media is creating it. I honestly think the uh, the media is, they're definitely fueling the fire. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not going to say that. They're definitely fueling the fire. But in the Black community, there is a lot of underlying issues that go that 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 go on and that we don't like to talk about and i believe for the longest time women had the microphone for so long you had shows like oprah you had movies like the color purple uh stella got a groove bag and all these um all these shows depicting black men not being shit you know what i'm saying what was that one with uh Whitney Houston and um, Angela Bassett. Wayne What's that shit? Wayne, Wayne to exhale. Wayne to exhale. That, that, that movie was all about how black men ain't shit. But now what it is, is that we as black men, we have a platform. Now we have the mic. Now we can speak. You know what I'm saying? Now we can tell our side of the story. And what I think it is, is that a lot of women don't like what it is that they're hearing. They don't want to take accountability. Why do you think so many men are getting passed? Like, me personally, I have a passport. I like to call myself, I'm not a passport, bro. I'm a player with a passport. It's a big difference. I was getting women long before I had a passport. You know what I'm saying? But why do you think so many men are go running off and going to these other countries, even if it's, even if it's, even if it is for sex tourism, had a buckwheat moment there. Even if it's for sex tourism or to find a traditional wives, why are they going out? Why are they doing this? Yeah. There's got to be some type of reason on why they're doing it. And here's the problem: nobody wants to ask the question why. We just want to fault black men and say, "Oh, they ain't shit and they can't handle and they can't handle women from this country." We want to place the blame on them, but we never want to ask the question why. So why I ask the question? <laughs> well, I'll answer the question with a question. What have, what's been your experiences with with the black women in your life personally? Uh, I had it both ways. The ones that you've dated. Let me let me let me clarify that. The ones that you've had sexual interactions with. Or at least you wanted to have a sexual interaction with. 
Yeah, I'll say for me personally, though, I had it both ways. I dated, I dated, I'm with my wife now is black, but then I had a wife mm -hmm. that was uh, uh, foreign. So mm -hmm. the black one, I actually enjoy more because I just feel like uh, more connection with them. I can relate more, like especially when all this Black Lives Matter shit was going on. I'm trying to relate how I feel as a black man. You say that shit to like they could do that password bro shit all day, but when you talking to them about black issues, they don't know what the fuck going on. You can act like you know they act like no no one, but they're they're not gonna know. Only only person that's gonna understand you is a black woman because that's where you came from. At the end of the day, I agree. So I think I agree. Yeah, look what I said. So I, me, I like it. I like being a black woman. Like, I know, like you get the, uh, you get the, um, like you know, I'm strong. You get that shit. So I always say too black, but I know. You put it like this, man. <laughs> More often than not, our women are preaching and speaking that they don't need a man. Yeah. Particularly us. And, and you know what? After black men hearing that shit for so long. You know what they're saying? Okay. We hear you. You don't want us? That's fine. I'm going to go get my passport, and I'm going to go where I'm celebrated and not tolerated. Yeah. But I'm saying... Are the you problem is... Go ahead. I'm going to say, but are, are like, so are you hearing that, like, okay, you, that's me about black women I interact with. So are you hearing stuff like that from the black women you interact with, or is it just you like... You're right. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. Listen, I I love black women, and and I I really only I've only dated black women. You know what I'm saying? So I I know them. I know I know us. You know what I'm saying? And if it hasn't been a woman that I've directly dated and had sex with, I've heard it in her vicinity. Yes, I hear. I don't need no nigga for shit. Uh, only thing a nigga good for is paying my bills. Um, you should see how many niggas I see get played for free meals and free dates and shit like that. You know, and, and a lot of black men are just tired of it. They're mm. tired of it. Are there good black women in the mix of that? Absolutely. There are amazing black women. But the problem is, is that they're standing too close to the vicinity of the bitches that ain't shit. And there's this unspoken sisterhood and bond where them hoes get the lock in arms when you say something bad about one. Because if you say, man... And a lot of black women, you know, got slick mouths and attitudes. What you gonna hear one say? Uh-uh, not all. <laughs> I would say- Well, of course, bitch, not all of them. I ain't talked to all of them. I'm talking about all the ones I've been around. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of combativeness, combativeness. It's a lot of disrespect. And it's a lot of independent mindset. But the problem is, is a lot of that shit is coming back to bite them in the ass right now. You know what I'm saying? Let's even take it to the game. You know what I'm saying? You know how many bitches I hear talking about they want to be renegades and they don't need no no folks and they don't need no guidance or no order for nothing. Talk to talk to any talk to any authentic pimp. Don't don't take my word for it because I ain't in the game, right? Talk to any authentic pimp. Talk to Golden Illinois and you'll hear him say, you know what I'm saying, about all the renegades that are proud to be renegades. They're not getting out the game to be with be with some folks and, you know what I'm saying, be happily ever after in the game. No, they want to turn up with their renegade buddies and and not have no responsibility or no or accountability for nothing. I was going to say... Um... So affecting the game. You can only imagine how it is in everyday relationships. I was going to say, what makes it... Uh... 
because you saying the black women are like this, what makes it like what other races won't be like that? I'm not saying, no, see, I can't speak for that because I don't date any other races. So I can't say for sure if they're like that or not. I can only experience, say about my experiences with black women. I'm sure there is bitches in other races that do it. But I don't believe, and of course I say believe, that a lot of bitches from other races do it as much as our women in our community. Or at the very least, they don't promote it the same way that our race does. Yeah, shit, because they be shit. Like, me, even them password bros, man, they, they be getting, they, they don't know them bitches be getting with them for the citizenship. <laughs> shit. That very well could, see, listen, I'm not saying the passport is an end-all, be-all. I'm yeah. just saying it's a, it is a viable solution. Yeah, Tariq uh, actually was talking about it. He said that shit, uh, he said them niggas just be low-budget tricky. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they, yeah, but at the end of the day, Oh, so tricking on the budget. That's what he said, tricking on the budget. My bad, he said tricking on the so budget. So what? Yeah. So what? Uh, listen, listen, listen. At the end of the day, I don't knock nobody for getting it however they get it. That's their business. You okay. know what I'm saying? If they want to get, if they want to get it by tricking, God damn it, get it by tricking. But know what it is. Understand what it is. You know what I'm saying? Know that you're tricking. Admit that you're tricking. <laughs> and I'm not saying there's a problem with it. I'm just saying, call it what it is. It's kind of like bitches, bitches here in America will sit up there and say, I don't date. Well, there will hide prostitution under the guise of I don't date broke niggas. Uh oh. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you don't date broke niggas. I get that. You, you have every right to do that. But let's call it what it is. It's a transactional relationship. Same thing with the passport, bros. Some of them are going over overseas and finding real good wives. But a lot of them going overseas to trick on bad bitches, and I don't see nothing wrong with either one. What do you think about... See, uh, we don't, see, here's the thing. When bitches go to Dubai, Barbados, Jamaica... And all these and, and do all these other girl strips and get dicked down by these dudes out there, you know what I'm saying? Them big long, long dreadlock niggas out yeah. there. Yeah. Nobody says anything. Nobody is saying anything. But the minute we go over to overseas and, and have our fun, now all of a sudden we label as, as as child predators and you know what I'm saying? We got all these weird ass names with us. Hey. But white folks been going overseas forever tricking on bitches and no one better than I. It's only when black men go and do something something for themselves to make them happy where they want to have a peace of mind and happiness. Now all of a sudden it's affecting black women. And see what and what I kind of think it is, you know why I think a lot of these bitches are mad? Because these bitches are out here fucking who they want to fuck. But using these niggas who go overseas, uh, these so-called passport bros, as backup options. And they're seeing that their backup options are no longer tolerating the shit that they're dealing with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing, I'm, and I'm just going to come out and say it. There is no such thing as free pussy. Okay. Let me say that again for all your listeners out there. There is no such thing as free pussy. You're either going to pay immediately or you're going to pay in the long term. One of the two. You know what I'm saying? Can you get short-term gratification and short-term sex for free? Yes. Yes, you can. But in the long run, if you keep dealing with that woman, you're going to go in your pocket in one way or the other. 
So I say all that to say this. Whether you buy, whether you paying a bitch phone bill and she giving you some pussy or you going overseas to buy it for a little or nothing, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing to get mad at. But the problem is, is that a lot of these bitches are sitting up there getting mad because when they get done doing what they do and they, they get done with all their fuckery, they don't have they don't have the backup nigga no more. The the the, the cleanup man ain't there. The the the, the good niggas who playing step daddy, yeah, they, they, them niggas ain't there no more. And like, bitch, I'm not raising you and your kids from another nigga. You, you know, motherfuckers are starting to wise up now. You know what I mean? And bitches are scared of that. So instead of saying, hey, you know what? Let me change my ways. Let me be become the wives that you want us to be. No, fuck, fuck y'all niggas. I don't need y'all. I, I can do this by myself. Yeah. Okay, well, do it by yourself. Right. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, man, but... um. Well, we got another interview on the way, so we're gonna have to wrap this up. We're gonna have to go and do a part two eventually. Hey man, anytime you want to, man, I, I'd be honored and pleased to do it, man. And again, um, I am on the platform where hip hop and personal development combine together to make me greater, man. And I want to say, Poe, I appreciate you, my guy, and I look forward to being on your platform, and I look forward to you being on mine. Because I, I definitely want to interview you and, and, you know what I'm saying, know your story and how you got into doing whatever it is you do. All right, for sure, man. Anytime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, with that, um, follow me on Instagram at KingIsa7, K-I-N-G-I-S-A, the number seven. Uh, follow me at PlayboyPro414. Again, that's PlayboyPro414. That's on uh, TikTok as well. Uh, be look up, ladies. Be on the lookout for my new book, um, "Sexy Side Hustle: 69 Provocative Ways to Get Paid." I'm gonna be giving you a detailed list of different ways you can get paid in the sex industry that's both legal and safe. You dig know what I'm saying? And again, and again, for the fellas, I do do consultations. You know what I'm saying? Hit me up on Fiverr, or you can just hit me up on my DMs, and I can give you information on whatever situation that you're going through. And if I can't give you the news you can use, I can direct you somebody that does. And with that, man, game bless, God bless, man, and Poe Politic. And again, I appreciate you, man.